Welcome to Diverse, the podcast for the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and SWE's blog all together at altogether.swe.org. Are you taking full advantage of your SWE membership? Your membership grants you access to SWE Advanced Learning for career and life. Your membership unlocks free and discounted on-demand content 24 hours a day from around the world. The SWE Advanced Learning also has live learning. With multiple tracks, Advance offers something for every career and every stage of your career. SWE's many offerings feature subject matter experts from a wide variety of thought leaders in STEM and leadership. When you want to skill up, turn to Advance first. Access learning at advancelearning.swe.org. Hello, I'm your host, Sam East, and welcome to Diverse, a SWE podcast. Please remember to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at SWE Diverse Podcast. I'm joined today by two incredible women, Rose Hollister and Tara Winston. They're both part of SWE's exec program. Rose is a coach and consultant for Fortune 500 companies, a published Harvard Business Review author, and a professor. She specializes in partnering with leaders to accelerate results, and she formerly taught at Global Change and Global Leadership for Northwestern University. Tara, MBA, has dedicated her life to helping her clients unleash the potential of each employee. She is a leadership consultant and executive coach with 20 years of internal and external business consulting experience. Please join us in welcoming Rose and Tara. Thank you so much. It's so Thank good you for to having be us. here. This is quite the inaugural episode. It's my first time hosting the uh, Diverse Podcast, and I'm so excited to be joined by two powerhouses. You know, you're already doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate the encouragement here. But we got to talk about the exec program. So for our listeners who may not be familiar with the Sweet program, maybe they're completely new to it. Can you explain what exactly it is and then how each of you are involved in this program? Tara, why don't you take it away? Because you have a very large role, and I think you're the best one to explain this. (laughs) Okay, well, it's like, you beat me to it, but that's fine. All right, so I have been involved with exec for a number of years. I've played a bunch of different roles. And so I'm going to first start with my moderator hat, because that'll give you the view of the the whole program, and then I'll tell you Mm -hmm. what I'm doing this year, right? So what I love about exec is that it is the perfect time for engineering leaders to take a break from their daily jobs meet a cohort of amazing other peers and think about the core components of what it takes to be a leader in our work. And so Mm. often we don't actually get the time to think about our leadership because we're so busy doing the the daily job. And so what exec does, it it, it breaks up into three pieces, right? It's leading self, Mm -hmm. right? Who you show up in the work as leading people. So how do you lead your direct reports or either other people that may be connected to you? And the last is leading change. And when you take those three big buckets, those are so often the parts that are most most often ignored in our daily work and are the most important for success. So that's what I love about the SWE exec program. And for myself this year, I'll be focused on leading people. Mm -hmm. Rose? Well, I'll be focused on leading change. So this will be my third exec program. And to build on what Tara said, it is always an impressive group 
that comes together, that has very authentic conversations. And we work very hard to give concepts that people can learn and apply immediately to the challenges they have in their home or their work environment. So really, what I love about it is the networking that I see happen, the real help that the participants get, and their ability to walk out and apply what they learn at exec to the challenges they may be facing or the leadership uh, next step that they are looking at taking on and embracing in their work. Mm. So it sounds like, you know, for both of you, you're both involved in the the sort of interpersonal growth that, well, every industry needs, but, you know, in, in this industry in particular, there's a real hustle to it. So that side of things might be neglected along the way. And at times it can feel like it's undervalued. It's mm. not. You know, Rose and I both work with senior leaders in multiple industries. We know it's what people talk about behind closed doors, but in the day-to-day it's so hard to remember that that primary is how you drive results. That's how you create innovation. That's how you get to the next level. But we spend our days talking about the nuts and bolts and yes. the widgets. And so like having a space to be with these other amazing women and talk about the things that actually matter the most, that's what's so fabulous about it. And could you give us an example of what some of those issues that, that you say matter the most are, the things that come up to you that are presented to you in this program? Let me just speak for a minute about some of the change elements. So Mm -hmm. in the program last year, we had leaders who were asked to be bringing a new concept. One of the leaders was talking about how do I really get my organization to embrace hybrid? So Mm -hmm. she didn't have a change management in her title, but leading change and getting buy-in and working with key stakeholders was all essential to what was going to help her be successful. And so that's a one example of the kind of challenges someone is working on and has the time to both learn new concepts and the time to reflect and say, okay, what am I already doing really well here? And what can I apply that will help me take this project, the buy-in, the commitment to the next level? And I'm curious too, you know, again, for people who might be hearing this for the very first time and they're interested about this exec program, what does that support sort of look like for the people involved in the program? I think there's probably a couple pieces and they all have different different values to you depending on where you are in your journey, which is what I really love about it, right? Because it fits wherever you are. So on the one side, there is you actually have actual learning content. Now I know Mm -hmm. it sounds funny. Because of course, the training program has learning content, but you'd be surprised over the past couple of years how often people will say, I have not got training in this type of area. I haven't had a chance to really develop and grow. There are a lot of these pieces that people just expect us to either pick up by osmosis, or I guess, I don't know, maybe <laughs> dream about it in the middle of the night and all of a sudden be able to apply it. Right. <laughs> we forget people need training. Mm-hmm. And so also, what kind of support? First and foremost, you actually get content, you get frameworks, a way to think about these things when you go back and apply it. The second piece that Rose spoke about was having these peers that learn from each other. You know, I, quite frankly, if you took the learning content out of it and just got these amazing women all in the same space to talk about what they're dealing with, you would Mm -hmm. come away with so many tips and tricks, real, real examples of what people will work for people in the real world, not just in a book, not just, you know, in a, we love podcasts and YouTubes and all those types of things, 
But what we miss sometimes is how my sister, who's out here dealing with the same issues that I have, like what has really worked on the ground for her, mm-hmm. right? And so you get that piece. And then lastly, you know, because you, you bring your own issues to it, you've got Rose, you've got me, you've got Mary, who's the other facilitator on the other session. You actually have access to resources to ask your real challenges. You may not have a coach, but you've got Rose and Tara <laughs> to talk right. in, the, in that time to really help you through your challenges. And the idea of creating a cohort is not that you have this wonderful group of people for that, you know, those three days, and they walk away and forget each other. You now right. got a network, a built-in network that understands you, that's had a chance to hear about some of your challenges that you can go back to again and again. Just to build on that, if you go and look at the formal education that an engineer gets in order to get their degree, it is a very science and engineering and math-based education. It doesn't generally spend much time on leadership, on change management, on interpersonal dynamics. And what I like about exec is that it really rounds out a lot of the formal education that people have had with the true skills that are needed in their jobs today because they're now leading either projects or people and they weren't given those frameworks 99% of the time in their formal education. So it also gives them additional understanding of the things they need to know to be able to lead better. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, I almost hate to refer to it as such, but it's like the soft skills that may not have been focused on when they were in school to become an engineer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the soft skills are the hardest things to do. Yes. Yes, you said it. <laughs> well, we spoke about this a little bit in the introduction here, but let's hear more about both of your educational experiences and backgrounds. How did that lead you to become the women that you both are now, today? We'll start with Rose. Okay. Well, I specialize in those soft skills, if I can say that. So my bachelor's degree is in interpersonal and public communications. And then I have two masters, one that is in education and counseling, and the second that is in organization development. And I have spent my entire career really focused on how do you help people lead more effectively? For seven years, I ran the Leadership Institute at McDonald's. So I was in charge of how did these top 1,600 global leaders get better? And then as a consultant, every day, I'm either working with leaders or with groups to help them really look at where they are and what are the steps forward. And so what I find is that we all need a safe place to really look at where we are, understand what parts we have our arms around and what parts we could focus on, develop, really lean into in order to do an even better job. And so throughout my education and my personal work inside organizations and outside organizations, I'm just passionate about helping people take those next steps. And Tara, what are some of your educational experiences that led you to this point today? You know, I started my my career, my undergrad was in systems engineering. So I have been exactly where our listeners have been. And what I found is I loved the way to think about how the world worked and fit together. Mm. Then I realized I was much more interested in how and why people work than how and why processes or things or situations. And so 
I made the switch from engineering over into the people side of, of business, but taking my engineering mind. And so the way that I come at the people side is through deconstructing, is through process building, is through systems analysis. So the same skill set that I use as an engineer, it serves me so well when we talk about these so-called soft skills, which is why I know they're not soft, because I can use my hard science background to apply to them. And so I went and I got an MBA. And what the MBA taught me was the hidden language of business, the underpinning. So often when I look at people, it's not just, it's not just people, it's how people operate in organizations. It's how people collectively then drive toward a common goal. And so whether it's in just a single relationship, you and your manager, or your, you or your subordinate, or how an entire network constellation of people in a global company works, all of that, you know, the MBA gave me the space to understand how to better influence people in that. And that's how I come to my work. And so, you know, I was in organization development and diversity at PepsiCo. I started my business 13 years ago because what I found were a lot of the things in organizations that people needed to know to be better. Organizations couldn't say it directly. There are things mm-hmm. we all know, but everyone's so worried about being, you know, whether it's I'm too busy, I need to make sure you get paid. I don't want to get sued. And there was a gap when I found where great people were ready and poised, but they couldn't get to their full potential because they didn't have the information, be it the training, the resources. And so for me, those experiences are what make me so passionate about the work that I do. And to your question, like what has made me the woman I am today? My personal mission is to help good people do great things and help knock down all the barriers that keep you from your highest good. And sometimes that's internal and that's how we deal with coaching. And sometimes that's teams coming to some alignment. And so I do training and facilitation. And sometimes it's helping organizations break down the systemic barriers that keep people from really being able to express their fullest. And it's, you know, I love it. It's fun. Yeah, we can hear the passion in both of your voices. It, you know, you can hear that this is such an important part that you're working to develop and provide that support. And it really sounds like the program is building a community. Absolutely, because what these participants need is they need a broader network. Many of them are women in environments that are mostly male. They mm-hmm. want to get heard. They want to be seen as a key player. They want their seat at the table and they're navigating different cultural politics, organizational complexities, and then just the day-to-day complexity of work. And so what I appreciate about exec is that you get out of that for a few days, you get a chance to, as Tara said, learn new content, but also just stop and say, okay, How do I take what I'm doing and integrate who I am with what the organization needs in order to move forward? And I think exec gives content and time for people to reflect and plan and apply that. And it also gives them other people to talk to, some who they are in the moment helping other people to figure things out, but other people who have tried things that in the conversations that Tara and I are leading can say, oh, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, I can apply that. Oh, I can do that. And because it's over a few days, you're having lunch together, you're having dinner together. They really start to build these relationships and have some very concrete conversations 
that allow them to go back to their workplace and get even better results. Tara, did you have anything to add to that? First of all, no, because Rose killed it. But even be, <laughs> even beyond that, I think the importance of community has it's always been important. But I think even now in the world that that we exist in and the one that's coming after whatever this thing is we have now, community becomes, I think, primary. Like our networks and relationships are the thing that people are craving the most is how learning gets done because the pace of change is so fast. Because every day there's something new and unexpected. Having a network that you can then kind of crowdsource, get information and move back and forth. I'm seeing that across all my clients. I coach people in Croatia, Singapore. I coach people in Latin America. And the, the constant across all of these, you know, industry or organization is the, the power of networks and the speed of information really is starting to come primary. And so we can't underestimate how important it is to have you know, the space of reflection and opportunity to build a connection in this way. Just to build on what Tara is saying, if you think about the last few years and where we've all been with COVID, Mm -hmm. that there really wasn't a right answer. How do you handle Mm -hmm. hybrid work? Now, how do you handle people coming back? How do you get better stakeholder relationships when I've never met this person face-to-face. There are so many things that we've all navigated in the last two years that there wasn't a manual. We really had to figure it out. And having strong networks and having strong communities give you a place to connect with both in a relationship stance, but also we're trying to figure this out. What are you figuring out? What are you doing? What's working? What's not? And so as the pace of change just continues to accelerate. And as the complexity of business continues to be even more difficult, those communities give you a place to wrestle with the answers together. And I mean, you both touched on it a little bit there, but what are some of the challenges that you've both overcome over the courses of your careers to get you to this point? Because of course, this is not a straight path for most people. There's bumps along the way. There's obstacles to overcome. But, you know, I think always for people who are coming up, especially in the industry, to hear how you navigated those challenges is always a really inspiring and empowering thing to hear more about. Yeah, I can start for myself. If this is all my challenges, we could have a two hour podcast and then I still (laughs) need an addendum. (laughs) But I think probably the two biggest ones. The first one is finding my own leadership voice Mm. and getting comfortable with it, right? There's no, such a long list of the way that other people do it, the way Elon Musk does it, the way Bill Gates did it, the way Oprah does it. You know, and I looked at my leads around me and oftentimes things didn't fit. And sometimes I would feel deficient. Like, why can't I be more like this person? Mm. And really settling down into what is my best way to lead you know, they're all, there's the things that you need to do. You need to leave self, you need to leave people, you need to leave change. And that, that's a non-negotiable, but the way you do it, that does have some space for you. And I think it took me a while to really accept and be able to get confident that my way does not have to be other people's way. And I think the, the second biggest one, like I did a, a major career shift, right? I started as an engineer and I worked in management consulting for a long time. And, and then kind of the shift into being an entrepreneur and, and focusing on these so-called soft skills was a really big one. And so finding the, like, I heard for a very long time in the back of my head, this isn't right. This isn't right, but it was good. And it was, 
it was a good job and I was getting promoted. And, but there was something inside me that knew there was something else for me. And so getting the courage to live what is true was a really big challenge for me. And I'm so happy that I made that shift, but I know a lot of other people suffer from that too. Well, and I agree with Tara. We could have a long, long podcast on what the challenges were and overcoming them. A lot of times I was, I was like the first consulting firm that I joined, I was the first woman consultant they'd ever had. Mm. You know, I was married and I was having my first child and they didn't have a maternity leave. So I had to go out Mm. and, and benchmark and write my maternity leave. So a lot of times I was the only woman in the room. I still remember these consultant meetings and they'd be having these big arguments and my stomach would be churning. And then they'd be like, okay, meeting's over. Let's go have lunch. And I'm like, what? And just realizing (laughs) that, oh, I've got to get comfortable debating. I've got to get comfortable really being able to state my opinion. And so there are many times, I think just many of the women leaders that I coach feel like if they do great work and they keep their heads down, it'll get noticed. And it's like, wait a second, we have to navigate organizations and we have to know who key stakeholders are and we have to spend time building relationships. And so early in my career, I really did not understand that it wasn't just about doing great work. It was also about collaboration. It was about working with peers. It was about letting people know what work you were doing. It was about really working with the entire organization, not just putting your head down and doing good work. And so I really find that one of the reasons I love doing executive coaching is really helping people learn these lessons earlier because these are hard knocks and we all need to learn them. So the more I can help someone learn them early, the better it is for them. What do you find in your experience then, you know, your leaders, your speakers, your coaches, what do you find is the most common question that you'll get from women who are in particular, who are seeking advice on how to grow, how to establish themselves in their careers? We'll start with Tara. So I have two. And so first one is, how do I work with difficult or unmotivated people? Work would be fabulous if people weren't involved. (laughs) And the reason why you know that soft skills are the hardest ones is the best laid plans can always be upturned by by a person who feels difficult or someone who you can't influence. And so we spend a lot of time breaking down how to deal with influence or even change your perspective about people who feel like they're obstacles in your way. So that's the first one. I think the second one is people feel stuck at times. Like I feel stuck in my career. Either I'm not, I'm not growing. I'm not getting promoted. I don't, you know, or I got promoted and it isn't what I thought it would be. So, you know, or since we were talking about COVID and the pandemic, I'm unmotivated. I feel stuck because I'm just not at my normal pace anymore. And so that is what shows up a lot in coaching these days. I'm going to build on two other questions. And Tara talked a lot about she had to find her own voice. Mm -hmm. I think many women struggle to find their own voice and then be willing to be firm and strong in it. And so I think that saying, first of all, what is it I want? What do I stand for? And then how do I work with others to move that forward? And so many times, maybe we aren't 
that comfortable being assertive. I was just asked and did a session for a group on helping women build their confidence. Mm -hmm. And there were very senior women in the room. And we oftentimes find that some women can not give themselves the credit they deserve, not be as assertive as they need to be, or not give themselves the understanding that organizational politics are complex and you've got to spend your time helping many people understand your ideas. You just can't go into a meeting with a great idea. There are other ways to build support. And so I would say the questions are, first of all, what do I want? And then what do I need to shift to make sure I'm making better progress on that? Mm -hmm. A lot of intentionality. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, to build on Rose's point, there's also a space, right? You know, to talk about the types of, of women that come to exec, like that transition from what you pay me for is to do versus what you pay me for is to lead. Mm-hmm. That's a really difficult transition, right? Like, how do I value my time? Like, how do I know I'm adding value in those types of things? And it comes up a lot. And, and even with very, very senior people as well, this idea of, you know, if I didn't put my hands on it, is it really, am I really adding value? Am I doing my job? And, and that, like, that takes a lot to, again, back to knowing what the politics are, but also just knowing what, what is my role in this space that I'm in now? You'd be surprised how often it leads to either management challenges or leadership challenges mm-hmm. or stagnation. Yes. And to both of your points too, building that confidence for women, because there's been this misconception, this narrative floating around for the old age narrative that if a woman is assertive, then there's a bad connotation that comes along with that. So, you know, a lot of the work I can hear from both of you is moving past that really antiquated belief. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, one of the other things that we haven't talked a lot about is just that many organizations still struggle to give really helpful feedback. Mm. So we're all so busy that my performance appraisal is just a written document. We might or might not talk about it. And so leaders get to a certain point where they have a very their own view of where they're strong and where they could need development. But the more feedback you can get from others and the more straight feedback you can get from others is really helpful. And if I'm a first-time people leader or even somebody who's been leading people for 20 years, how well do I give feedback? How well do I manage performance? And so another key part of exec is this part about helping our women to be better at leading people, managing performance, giving feedback. And because of the organizations they've been in, they might not have had strong role models in this area. And so, again, it's content built with giving them the time for reflection to really say, okay, now I'm a leader. How well am I leading? And if I want to be leading well, how well, how clear have I been with expectations? How straight have I been with feedback? So there's a whole nother piece of leading that is very tangible, and we make sure to give them time in this area. And then how do you coach your people to be better? Mm -hmm. Well, we're talking about the resources that we're giving to people in the exec program. 
There is an exec event coming up in June. It's a three-day event. You're both speaking at it. I'm sure it's going to be incredible. What are you both most looking forward to at the exec event? For me, I very selfishly am looking forward to meeting all the the women that come to the event. I learn as much as anyone else does. So just because I got my content that I'm teaching you, when I hear about your experiences, when I hear about the different solutions that one person tried, what's going on in this particular company, and and, oh, my company's going through this, right? Like, so last year, it was really great. You know, all of our organizations were dealing with this, you know, who's in the office, who's not in the office? How do you motivate people who are out of the office? Like, what do you have a hybrid team? We had examples of all of that in the same room. And to be able to have that dialogue, you know, back to Rose's point in real time about what's going on, like that was as valuable to me as hopefully everybody else in the room. And so I'm just looking forward to another cohort of fabulous women that I can learn from. I agree with everything Tara said. And to build on that, what I love about Exec is that these are women coming with real work challenges. And we are giving them time and content and conversations that you just see people say, oh, okay, now I know where to go next. Oh, I didn't even think about it from this angle before. And so I feel like everybody's got a toolbox, but I feel walking out of exec, we have doubled or more the tools in their toolbox and just seeing people It's like relief and excitement and, okay, now I know what's next. And so for me, watching these light bulb moments happen, whether they're in conversation, whether we're having a a group dialogue, seeing people know what's next for them Mm -hmm. and just seeing their energy around that is amazing. It sounds like whoever's attending that event in June should really bring a big toolbox for all the things that will accumulate in those three days. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, please. So before we let you go, I'm sure the people who are listening right now are curious to find out more about you, the services you provide, the support you provide. So we'll start with Rose. What is the best way to get in contact with you? I'd say LinkedIn, Rose Hollister, and I am posting articles most every week that I think are helpful to Two people out there just as we all lead together. Mm-hmm. And then always feel free to email me, Rose at Hollister Associates Inc. And really what I do is I spend my time either doing one-on-one executive coaching or I do leadership and executive development and team facilitation in a lot of different areas. So I always love having conversations. Tara? So very similar to Rose. Find me on LinkedIn. I'm Tara Winston there. We'll give the link to, I think, both of our websites in the blog post, but my, my website is interactions.com. And there's a great place you can find resources and see some of us, what else we do. I'm also on Twitter, at Tara Winston, because I'm boring. You don't have a cool name, but there where you always find, always find me. And you feel free to come and, and talk. We can talk to me about leadership. I'm also a big Doctor Who fan. You know what? You know, I, I love conversation regardless. I think the key to both for Rose and I is come in conversation with us. Like we Mm -hmm. are constantly learning things. I love to share information that I'm learning as well. And I'm very big, as you can tell, on building relationships and community because that's how all of us learn and elevate and grow. Mm -hmm. Well, it's obvious, Tara, Rose, you're both very approachable people, approachable women. And that's a really important thing, again, for people who are looking for that support, who are looking for that community 
sometimes you might be a little reserved to, you know, approach people who have that expertise. But from this conversation alone, I can tell that both Rose and Tara are extremely approachable and want to build that community with you. So please check out the uh, blog post on All Together that we're going to link out. You can see it in the description of this episode and you can find out more about Rose and Tara. Thank you both so much for taking the time to do this. Congratulations on your first podcast. So we were too easy on her. I mean, we should have been much more difficult. Yeah, you guys made this a breeze. Oh my goodness, that did not feel like work whatsoever. Not at all. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Rose and Tara for taking the time to make this happen. I'm Sam East. For all of us at SWE, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Diverse. Please don't forget to leave us a review and share this episode with your social network. Thanks for listening.